Blog Talk Radio. everybody do? Not too bad. How you guys doing? Everything's good. Feeling good, Coach. Feeling good. All right. What I like to hear. Whew. What a week it's been. Yeah, for sure. Yep, yep, yep. You guys ready to get into uh, Yeah, I was just going to ask, did everybody watch any of the uh, Democratic convention? Yeah, watched a little bit. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, the heavy hitters they had uh, talking. So, yep. Okay. Well, we'll talk <laughs> about it. All right, Cattle, do your thing. All right. We got a hot topic tonight. The FBI probing $300 million media company deal linked to Steve Bannon. Also, state of Michigan to um, pay $600 million to victims of the uh, Flint-led water. And top takeaways from the Democratic National Convention. Our hidden and quitted headlines. New York couple arrested for allegedly harassing neighbor. Also, Iowa Teachers Union student district sue governor over schools reopening. Hmm, interesting. Also, legal uh, ruling averts Uber and Lyft shutdown in California. States filed a joint lawsuit over changes to post office operations. And New York nurses say used N95 masks are being repacked in boxes to to, um, to New York. Also, cocktail wow. of the week is the Kiwi NB Fruity Gin Cocktail. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news is a German university offering $1,900 grants for doing nothing. Okay, I might have to check that out. Um, Tokyo's uh, latest attraction, Transparent Public Toilet. And uh, also, drive through Haunted House offers socially distant scares. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, be careful how you choose. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kisser list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the Hot Topic. Hi, this is Papa Didi. You haven't heard of the pajama party, you're missing out. We got Hot Topics, Hidden Quitter Headlines, What's Poppin' With Me, Weird News, I'm Just Saying with Red Wine, Living for the City Again with Me, The Hollywood Wrap-Up with Kettle, the cocktail of the week, the world's family kissing list, and of course, the last word. We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. 
You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306 or listen at www.apajamaparty.com and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. All right, welcome back from the John Party. When you host Papa D, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. We're back. About to jump into these hot topics. Oh, boy. So much happening this week. We're going to start with you, Papa Didi? Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's start with uh, this boy here, Steve Bannon. I tell you, I'm, I'm going to get deeper in this, too, during my segment. But uh, this is an individual thing, but these jokers, they come in groups of, uh, <laughs> They just come in gangs. Yeah, they they, they have really. Anyway, Steve Banninger, as everybody knows, that's the guy that, one of Trump's first uh, advisors, uh, big big white dude, always like he needs a shave and a haircut. You know, it was a mess. Anyway, he's, uh, he uh, was in a, a Probe a $300, $300 million media company deal that was linked to uh, Steve Bannon as far as contributions for the wall. You know, now, like I said, it's not even as much a mess as they're talking. He, he's collecting money on the side. I mean, let me read the story because it's all crooked. Steve Bannon, he's his fraud indictment linked to uh, fundraising for Donald Trump's U.S.-Mexican border wall isn't only a, a legal headache. The Wall Street Journal reports that the uh, FBI and Securities and Exchange Commissions are also investigating a $3 million investment offered for a planned media company that was tied to Bannon and Fugitives, uh, a Chinese businessman also named uh, uh, Gu, Gu Wangin. Because when they arrested him, he was on this guy's yacht, which was like a, a ten billion, ten dollar, ten million dollar yacht that they uh, took him off of when he was arrested, and he's hanging out with Chinese. Oh, it's just unbelievable! All right, Bannon was arrested Thursday morning aboard the guy named uh, Guy Guy Woon's uh, luxury yacht, and he was indicted for fraud for allegedly uh, kind of uh, flipping funds from a uh, crowdfunding campaign known as uh, We Build a Wall. That raised more than $25 million. Now, this is the money, $25 million from Trump's base. You know, his, bump, his base is all about Trump. Now, they're all into the into this, they're into, into the crime, and they're talking about the cities of Chicago that are bad, and everybody's doing their dirt and all this jazz. Ain't nobody doing no more dirt than their asses, really. So the volunteer um, organization promised that 100% of the donations of hundreds of thousands of contributions because straight towards building a section that Trump uh, long promised the border wall, which is on the south border, the southern southern border there, to uh, help protect, protect the United States, so to speak. Hmm. On Wednesday, the, uh, the journal reported that officials were probing the private offerings to front raise funds to a company called GTV Media Group. They always put these little bogus names on top of stuff. And Bannon is listed as the uh, director and overseer. And the gentleman, uh, the Chinese gentleman, Guru, is also an advisor of the fundraiser as well. So they they just hanging out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This Chinese rich guy and, and, and Bannon got this, this slush thing where 
Trump supporters has contributed all this money up to $25 million already, and they're cruising around on a yacht every day. And it's just it's just amazing. It's just absolutely amazing, you know. Like they don't have a care in the world. They ain't got a they ain't got jobs address, and they floating around on a, a multi billion dollar yacht. And this this is their life, you know. And investigators will examine whether or not GTV Media and Associates and Guru violated security laws. Soon after the investigate in, in, in investment offering, people began demanding refunds saying they never received documentation verifying their investments. J.P. Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo have already frozen accounts tied to the money raised in the operation because they were using that account to funnel the money there. And J.P. Morgan and, and Wells Fargo said, look, huh, they got dirty money in here. We ain't touching that shit no more. We're going to freeze it up, and yeah. y'all can thaw it out and see what's going on with it. So neither Bannon nor the uh, Chinese group responded to requests for any comment uh, to the journalists at all. So a fundraising document reviewed by the, the journal said that uh, GTV would be a, uh, a platform for news, social media, and e-commerce and would uh, serve as the only uncensored and independent bridge between China and the Western world. So they're all linked together with this, you know. I mean, the whole thing in a nutshell is that Steve Bannon is working with these, these Chinese people to help funnel this particular situation. He's rolling with them to furnish it. They're, they've been built like $25 million already. People haven't been getting their stuff back as far as when you contribute stuff, most of the time if it's a charitable thing, people want to get it to get a tax credit for internal revenue. Mm-hmm. So whatever paperwork is due as far as charitable donations, they're not giving that back to people. So the stuff is just going belly up just like some type of posi scheme where people are looking for their dividends and they're not coming back at them. So now all of a sudden – you know, it's just looking crazy. Now the FBI came in there. But the sad part about all this is that Steve Bannon, who even though he got released by the Trump organization, they're still very good friends. Don't get it twisted. You know, he still has his podcast. Matter of fact, the minute he got released out of jail on a, on a $5 million uh, bond, a $5 million bond means that it was uh, 500000 which is 10% of the bond. So it'd be $500,000 that the bond would be to get him out. Now they didn't drew in five, they didn't drew in $25 million off this thing already. So they have $500,000 from somebody is no money. You know, people have to understand that when you start making real money, you realize what is not money. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 to a multi-million dollar, a multi-millionaire is no, it's no money. So he you was know. spending this money. For his own personal, for your own personal use. Well, they, well, it was all in. It was basically laundering, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, in order for you to spend money, you got to make it real. You know, when it comes mm-hmm. in into some type of institution, you gotta, you gotta cipher it and, and pick it out the other way. Just like, just like um, manure and hay. You know, it's the same thing. But once it goes through the horse's body, it comes out manure on the back end, and you can sell that to help grow your plants. But it grows in, it goes in the horse's mouth as hay. So the the horse's body becomes a manufacturer, more or less. You know, it goes in like a light color. You know what hay looks like, light color straw, and it comes out smoky brown on the back end, and you can make money on both ends of it, you know. So it's really deep the way way you do that. So the whole situation with this here is that, you know, Bannon has got Trump on the side. as Now Trump's going to claim he knows nothing about this, yada, 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 yada. But, damn, when you raise $25 million just on donations alone, you got some serious idiots contributing to the cause 
and nobody's saying anything. But then all of a sudden you get all tripped up on it, and they, they rest you off a Chinese person who's part of your group. He's an advisor to your group, and y'all riding around on the yacht, and neither one of y'all got jobs address. And it's just, it's just crazy. And on the back end, I'm sure Trump will pardon him. So what's the point of being holding a trial? Because Trump already got his back already. I mean, it's just it's Yeah, some, I don't see amazing. him doing any real time over this. He didn't do anything to stone or anything. Go through the Let me process. tell you something. I'm, when, I, when we get down further to, to my uh, segment of uh, what's popping, I'm, I'm going to speak on all six of these people that have been pardoned and everything else by Trump and Bannon. Now it's just one more person in his group of, of thugs. He, he got nerd to call people thugs. You know what I mean? And you 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 don't have more thugs in your administration. Leader of the gang. You you don't have more thugs in your administration. You got nerd to call black folks and and say Chicago's all shot up and they're doing it there. What about Chicago? What about Detroit? What about Philadelphia? He names all these popular. You know, like I'm not going to elaborate on this because this is the hot topic time. But we're going to get deep on how these jokers are using a narrative to talk about stuff that's everyday stuff, the common areas you speak on, the stuff that's on the news all the time. But you ain't talk about them little poor white trash neighborhoods down there in Ohio and West Virginia or trailer parks all over the damn world where people are just as shabby, just as just as radical, just as crazy, just as ruthless, just as one tooth in their mouth as any other place out there. But we'll get with that later. Anyway, that's the story on that whole situation. All right, okay. so I'm putting okay. Steve Bannon on the kiss it list. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yep, for sure. I got him, too. Number one, um, I did do, do a little research on the yacht. The yacht is worth $28 million. And yeah, um, mm-hmm. Steve Bannon's friend is, um, his name is Wingu. Giyu yeah, Wingu. Wing. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a friend of Bannon's. And he is wanted on charges of fraud, blackmail, and bribery in Beijing. So that's probably why he's on that yacht, probably running. Yeah, this is, I'm, I'm telling you. And like I said, crazy. they don't have jobs address, and they got money coming in from what, what Trump is calling his base. And your base is, I, I personally think that Trump is going to get slaughtered in this election. He's not even going to be able to fight it because the numbers are going to be so low that, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for this. But I just feel like some of his own people aren't going to vote for him, you know, because they may be behind the scene acting like they're so dedicated to the cause, but they had enough, you know. And mm-hmm. like I said, we'll elaborate on that during other times. We'll get get back to our segment. We don't, we don't want to go off uh, off script, so. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep it moving. Uh, over right. to you, Kevin. What you got for us? Uh, the state of Michigan is back in the news. Uh, remember the Flint, Michigan water issue? Um, right. They're going to award uh, – People uh, within a range of $600 million, finally. So the state of Michigan is expected to pay about $600 million to victims of the Flint water crisis. How long has this been going on? Um, Years. According Too to long. two people with knowledge yeah, of a major settlement that is set to be announced this week. The money would um, largely be designated for children in Flint who were poisoned by lead-tainted tap water after officials changed the city's water supply six years ago, six years ago. So setting off a crisis that drew national attention and remains a worry for many residents. Um, details of the settlement were not released, of course, and lawyers and public officials involved in the case declined to comment, of course. Um, the individual amounts received from the settlement would depend on Flint residents' degree of 
suffering and damage from drinking the water. The settlement is the um, culmination of more than 18 months of negotiation uh, meant to answer a difficult question for the residents of the city battered um, by catastrophe. What are the victims of Flint water prices? Oh, probably more than $600 million, but, uh, you know, at least it's something, some kind of settlement. So we'll see what's going to happen. Yeah. Now, I heard a story earlier this week when that story first broke. They said mm-hmm. that by the time that money gets divided amongst mm-hmm. all the people who would be eligible to get any of it, that people would be roughly looking at about $6,000. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. people's lives and health have been destroyed. Yeah. And I'm not saying right. 6000 is nothing, but... Six thousand right. nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are children that are still sick as a result of this. Some mess-ups are irreversible too. It is. So what do you? I mean, mm-hmm. some of these parents have doctors' bills that probably are triple, quadruple, six thousand dollars. Yeah. What, what are these? I mm-hmm. mean, what are they supposed to do? Celebrate? They still don't right. trust the water. Yeah. They're still buying bottled water. What are you going to do with 6000 You know, the the margin of life where people think that uh, that's kind of sometimes where they think that, that people, that's all they need kind of thing. You know, it's it's so sad, like I said earlier, about what is money. When you look at the $25 million that, that they've collected so far with that scam that they had with that build a wall thing with Steve Bannon, I mean, to get somebody out of jail and spend $500,000 on bail, which you will probably get back if you follow all your court dates and all that jazz, but 500000 is nothing up against $25 million. And now that you, the this, this $600 million, we're talking about 33 and a third going to the, to the lawyers, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that, that mm-hmm. knocked that down to, what does that knock that down to? You know what I mean? You Now you cut $600 million up into three parts and, you got the final two thirds of that, and you know, and then whatever uh, special interest groups that was getting into helping to get it, I, I, it's just gonna be a mess. And it was almost like the thing with the uh, what was that company called where everybody got like a dollar twenty-five Denny's. Remember that yeah, Denny's settlement? Denny settlement. And everybody mm-hmm. submitted that, and at the end yeah, of the day, so you got a check in the mail for like a yeah. dollar twenty-five or something like that. You know, it's just. Mm-hmm. It's just it's ludicrous. It's really ludicrous, and people yeah. know it going in. The lawyers know that going in, and right. you know it's just sad. But I mean. but but they're also saying that the work has not been finished. Some of the repairs on the pipes in Flint remains unfinished. I'm like, yeah. okay, it's been six long years, and y'all still haven't haven't dealt with the situation. That's crazy. And also, yeah, but, last year, turn. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was you know, and also, if, yeah, Flint was a built suburban area back in the day when the when the auto business was booming. You know, yeah. Flint was a suburb, a suburbs of Detroit, so to speak, and most of your your executives that worked in the uh, General Motors, you know, uh, heyday lived in Flint. I mean, I know some people, some descendants of the parents that I I worked with uh, a few years back, where their children worked with me. And their 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 um their fathers had big management hookups in there. You know, white folks, of course, had had big stock options with uh, General Motors, 
and they lived. He lived in Flint when he was younger as a suburban child, white suburban child. So Flint has took a big shift from being a suburban town of the multi uh, General Motors plant to now becoming a straight hood joint. You know, so it's just amazing. I'm, I'm starting to wonder: is there an, an agenda for, for somebody or some? people to take over Flint because why would you change a water system that has been working for the longest and all of a sudden you're going to change it? But well, that government did that to, to The governor did that to act like he was saving money. Matter of fact, he had on camera where he was throwing the switch over to that, oh, you know. Boy. We had the same thing yeah. happen under the uh, the George Bush administration a couple of years mm-hmm. into his pre- uh, presidency when he changed over the whole frequency, the uh, radio frequency to from analog to digital. So now mm-hmm. you can't even watch a baseball game on a little portable TV no more by pulling the antennas up. That's why now the cable companies were big supporters of that situation. Now now you can't get nothing unless you got some kind of cable or some type of digital signal. There's no such thing mm-hmm. as antennas really doing their thing anymore, and George Bush is responsible for that. He didn't tell nobody he was mm-hmm. going over from from, anal- from digital to analog or, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So right. that's and that's what they did. They switched it over, and all that nasty water came out of that area that wasn't even shook down in Flint, and that water came in with a vengeance. Had all mm-hmm. kind of stuff, amoebas and all kind of little one-cell plants and everything. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yep. We'll continue to watch it, see what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, anywhere else, that would have been called murder or some variation thereof. Yeah. Because of a little destitute town like that, they they kind of got away with it, you know. But uh, right. they were they were calling for the governor's job and everything, and uh, he know he made a major mistake, but it wasn't his family. In fact, somebody was saying, "Won't you drink the water?" Kind of thing to him. I think I saw somebody approaching him with that, with with a glass of water from Flint, and he was kind of like, "Get it out of my face," kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it was it was yeah. Great. He's like, "Get that poison away from me." Mm-hmm. But it's supposedly well, good it. enough for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I was going to add that the Attorney General, Dana Nessel, she announced that the office was dropping pending criminal cases against the government officials. Now, come on now. Y'all the one that has something to do with it. Who, who's going to be to blame for it? Yeah. They were informed. Yeah, I, I guess so. So they're going to continue to investigate. Give me a give me But they're, a all, they're, all, they're all friends, you know. They all know each yeah, other. They're they all, all friends. Yeah. We all know each other. Everybody up in that little circle as the the city comptroller and the, the governor and the district attorney and all, they all know they each all other. Cahoots. They all they they know each other. Bob, Karen, Joyce, Dolores, Teresa, Frank. <laughs> you know. So why would they drop the charges? Uh, I mean, they're just saying, Okay, well, we just gonna just call it a wash. Because that's their friends. Nobody's right. at all. Yeah, all he just answered move. your question. Because they're all friends. Just like uh, uh, Donald Trump's friends. He's crap. helping them. So. <laughs> it is what it okay. is. So. All right. You know what? Ever since Trump said that, that statement, it is what it is, now whenever I hear it, it irritates me. I don't know if y'all caught that when the, one of the reporters asked him, uh, was questioning him about the coronavirus death and the whole situation with coronavirus, and and I'm paraphrasing. Trump was basically saying, I mean, yes, you know, people, 
people died and people are going to die. It is what it is. Mm. And I'm like, what? How can you speak (laughs) so cavalier about people dying on a large scale like this? Over a hundred and what, 170,000 people in this country have died? And you're sitting there shrugging your shoulders saying, well, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, people are going to die. It is what it is. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's special. You are a real bastard. And ever since that time, when I saw that, what was that, a few days ago or a week ago, whenever I hear that phrase now, it makes me cringe. Anyway, moving on. I'm sorry, was that all on the Flint story, Kettle? Yes, that was it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I'm going to shift gears and talk about the top takeaways from the Democratic National Convention. I don't know if everybody got a chance to see some of it. It was interesting because, of course, the whole thing had to be done virtually and, uh, you know, using all the all the different forms of technology. Um, a lot of pieces were edited and dropped in. Some of them were live feeds, I assume, don't know for sure. But, you know, all in all, visually, it, it wasn't too bad. The The issue that I had with it is that some of the speakers, I'm trying to be polite about it, but some of the speakers were very robotic. You know, and I, I'm the, I don't know if they were just uncomfortable with being, you know, recorded or speaking that way or if they were just unaccustomed to doing this, or if they were nervous. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at quite a few of them, and I felt like somebody needs to just shake you. You need to go, I don't know, have a glass of wine or something, relax. Because they were up there just reading. You could tell they were literally just reading from a teleprompter. And I'm like, you know what, if that's all you were going to do, if you were going to be that stiff, I would rather you have had your notes in front of you and keep glancing down at your paper because at least then you look more human. But to just stand there and stare into that teleprompter and sound monotone and just read the words and read the words, it was kind of crazy. I mean, Uh, I understood that they had to go that route, but geez, Louise, (laughs) some of those people, it was kind of painful. It was that bad. <laughs> Some of them. Oh, dear. And I will say on the last night, the um, they had different celebrities doing, uh, like, the role of the MC. Um, um, gosh, her name just went right on my head. Tracy Ellis Ross. She did a good oh, job. Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. Washington was excellent. But yeah, that mess on the last night that uh, Louise, what's her name, Dreyfus? Uh, uh-huh. I didn't see that. What's that woman's name? Yeah, that's it. The woman from uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Well, Dreyfus is last name. I don't know her first name. Is, right? Yeah, that uh-huh. that Dreyfus woman. She, what's her name? Julia Louise Dreyfus. She was horrendous. Well, wasn't she a Republican at one time? I, I don't know. I do not know her political affiliation now or then, but I know she was horrible. She was trying to make jokes that fell so flat, you know, saying things like, you know, some numbers she mentioned and she said, and that's better than Trump's golf score, 
But when you have an empty room and no audience, yeah, those kind to, of jokes just don't work. Yeah, it's hard to really get. She would have done better to just just be the MC, introduce who's coming up next, and keep it moving. But those little stupid jokes that she was telling, it, it was crazy. I kept feeling like, girl, just stop, just stop. Save yourself. Save yourself. It's not working. But anyway. So some of the main takeaways were, of course, uh, the Democrats' big message were they wanted you to know that Biden cares about you and Trump does not. So they kept driving that message, and it seemed like that was kind of coming across all four nights. Um, the other message was connecting through grief. Um, Biden did go into, and a lot of other speakers did talk about, the loss that he had suffered from his first wife and his uh, daughter in the accident that happened in 72, and then his son who died of cancer in 2015. And they were basically saying that he's such a compassionate, caring man. He can connect with your pain and connected all that to coronavirus and people losing loved ones. And basically they're saying that he relates to your pain because he's been there. So that message got across pretty good. Uh, interesting with the Obamas being involved, I kind of think they kind of, to a degree, stole the show as far as the messaging. There were a lot of different people who spoke, but Michelle Obama hit it out of the park, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. President Obama tore the joint down. He got across, mm-hmm. got out there, said what he had to say, and basically was telling people, like, look, they kept saying that this is about the soul of the country. We're fighting for the soul of America. So, I mean, they didn't say it this way, but that message to me sounds like don't let the devil steal the country. We are fighting for the soul of America. Um, The other thing Mm -hmm. is that Joe made a point, Joe Biden made a point of saying that um, Kamala Harris has the baton now. He was making a point of saying that she's the next generation. We got to do what we got to do to bridge that gap. You know, because obviously he's up in age. So they're, the Democrats are making that move to kind of say, all right, let's start getting ready to prep the next group, the next batch coming through. Um, and it was interesting to see some Republicans who said, Joe, we got you. We're behind you. You had some Republicans up in there like the former uh, governor from Ohio, John Kasich. Is that how you mm-hmm. say his name, Kasich? And uh, yeah. Colin Powell, who spoke very strongly on Joe Biden's behalf. And then you had Michael Bloomberg. That was interesting. But Bloomberg was like basically saying, Trump's got to go. Everybody, Republican, independent, whatever you call yourself, you need to vote for Biden because this dude has got to go. So, um, They also had this whole thing where all the people who ran against Joe Biden were singing his praises. And they did a little thing like, you know, what do you remember most about Joe Biden? So they kept it kind of light. And it was kind of entertaining. It's kind of weird, but kind of entertaining. Because remember, when they campaigned against him, they were going in hard about all of his deficiencies. And now they were all together saying, He's the one, he's the man, yes, he's compassionate, he knows what he's doing, you know, yada, yada. So they were all doing the cheerleader thing. 
there was some criticism about the lack of Latino representation because I think there were only one or two. two. There were two Latinos who ended up speaking, and uh, some of the the people who call themselves progressives were complaining that uh, Julian Castro didn't get up and speak. You know, he's a very compelling speaker. But according to sources, he was invited by the committee, and he declined. Exactly. You don't know the real story. So I'm like, y'all need to chill. Mm -hmm. You you complaining about something. Sources say Mm -hmm. Julian Castro said, uh, thank you, but no thank you. So, of course, there were some uh, statements about missed opportunities in terms of the way that they did this all through uh, on television with all the live feeds and Zoom and all of that, there wasn't mm-hmm. any of the follow-up. Like, you didn't have people doing the smaller groups caucusing, getting on the phones and doing that grassroots reaching out to people. So there were some people who were complaining about that, saying that you've got some people that really have uh, have that capability that weren't utilized. You know, people mm-hmm. like AOC and um, Corey uh, Booker and some of the other folks who have a lot of fire. Yeah, but you ain't got to bring all the stock out. You know, if you know they're in your wheelhouse, you ain't got to really reveal them all like that. You ain't got to yeah. put them all out like that. And plus, during this time frame, we need to keep some ace in the holes and hide from people and keep, you know, keep our, don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing kind of thing. You know, keep keep it on the low. You know, yeah. they, they, if they're going to be supportive, then let them be and don't let everybody know what we got because Trump's the kind of person that's going to scan the whole room. And if they're not in the room for oh, him to true. scan, then he can get away with it, you know. They can well, get away with it because I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm, oh, go ahead. I'm just waiting for that debate between uh, between Kamala and, uh, and, and Pence. Oh, Man, that's going to be good. I'm, I done brought my ticket already for that pay-per-view. I can't wait That's to see gonna that. That's going to be drooling. That's going to be some Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali stuff right there. Boy. Well, let me just wrap this up before we can move on. So overall, most people felt like the reason why this worked so well is because they had they incorporated a lot of real people. It wasn't a bunch of talking heads and the mayor of this and governor of that. They incorporated a lot of real people from just, you know, average places, people who you've never heard of and all that kind of stuff. Um, they had the the young man who had the stuttering problem who was Mm -hmm. saying how Joe Biden really helped him when he found out that Biden used to be a stutterer and he'd met Biden. So that was a big thing on the the fourth night. Uh, You had some use of celebrities. I don't know if you saw the whole thing with Steph Curry and his wife and the kids. They were on for a little while. That was cute. Uh, Billie Eilish, she did a beautiful song. That was really good, yeah. Yeah, that was good. And then the uh, Dominican-American singer, Prince Royce, he did Stand By Me, like walking through the streets. Mm-hmm. That was really good. So, they, you know, they had a lot of good things. I just wish Julia uh, Louise Dreyfus wasn't <laughs> part of it. <laughs> oh, boy. You being discriminatory, why was up? <laughs> hey, she, she uh, was like, man. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt day, like huh? <laughs> I just kept feeling like during a commercial break, somebody needed to tell her, "Hey, Ixnay with the Oaks J, <laughs> let Uh-oh. that go." Yeah, well, she was, you know, cause, because she wants to continue to always project that. Like, uh, I'm just doing this to say relative stuff, you know. That's all they do. It, you know, these different people, actors come out and they they just want to 
they want to get a gig and they want to stay relative in Hollywood and they just put themselves out there. But they're them people on the fence. You can't trust them. You know what I mean? You can't. This is why mm-hmm. Trump won last time because the people that you thought voted for for Hillary was voting for him. And I I commend uh, by um. Biden for, you know, picking Kamala like that, you know, for finally picking somebody real, because I think about back in the day when that boy Dukakis didn't pick Jesse Jackson as his running mate. Mm-hmm. Jesse had just freed that guy, that black guy that had a parachute the behind the hostage, the black mm-hmm. pilot that had the parachute behind enemy lines, and Jesse Jackson went and got him, and Je- Jesse Jackson was very prominent, and Dukakis at the last minute, you know, flaked out and picked that other Jewish guy, and they got slaughtered. They got beat down like a like a, a back alley. Somebody taking a damn watch and ring. It was crazy. They just got violated because a lot of people at the last minute. You know, it, it's so sad that you know, you know. I mean, I, I'm not talking about all white folks. Let me always let me throw a disclaimer out there when I talk about white people. You know, let me just say not all white folks at all. But you know, some of them, man, they they'll throw all that crap out there, but at the last minute, they want to stay on the right side of white. You know, and they will go with whatever you think is popular or whatever's going to continue to make them look good instead of just being what and saying how they feel. You know, that's the biggest thing about race relations today, and that's the reason why it's the way it is because how people really feel. I think, and I personally think that if racism wasn't a a, a prominent thing in the world today or or ever, they would everybody would it would be mixed. They would be interracial relationships all over the place. You know, because people would just, mm-hmm. just choose what they wanted to choose. It wouldn't even be no, sometimes people don't choose or don't react because of the environment or the situation or they don't want to be caught up in no crap, you know, or they, they, they don't want to make that move because they think that they don't know about the rejection. Or I'm telling you, it's, it's just a mess anymore today. You know, everybody's just, I can't explain it. We just need to move on. I'm just going <laughs> I know you're getting aggravated now. Yeah, and I haven't had, had anything to drink. Uh-uh. And I'm pissed off with all this. Well, stuff. on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we're coming back on the other side with the hidden quitted headlines on the Pajama Party Show. You're listening to it live. We'll be right back. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Diddy, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the cocktail of the week, and uh, the world-famous cookie list. And, of course, we can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. 914 803 8306 or listen live at www.avajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Avajama Party. Welcome back to the John Party Morning Host Papa D. Demi with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Woo! Damn, I'm jamming off the music. Yeah, I was too. Oh, it's time for the hit it, hit it, quit it, quit it. That's what we're going to do, right? Right, Kettle? Yes, ma'am. All right. 
All right. I got a juicy one here. This is interesting. It doesn't surprise me, though. A New York couple arrested for allegedly harassing their neighbor for three years back and forth. Two Long Island residents were arrested and charged on Monday for allegedly harassing and tampering with their their neighbor's property following a three-year back and forth between the two households. Um, the neighbors pleas for help on social media. Now, she put this out on social media. It gained the attention of um, uh, sympathizers nationwide, including a high-profile civil rights attorney, Jennifer uh, McLagan, a black nurse who lives in Valley Stream, New York. And um, it, 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 it's crazy. You familiar with Valley Stream? Yeah, that's not even really that deep in Long Island. That's not... That's like on the edge. It's that's not on even the fringes. That. Yeah, that's on the fringes. That's oh, not okay. even all up into like Massapeka, Massapeka Park. Or you remember that movie, The yeah. Amityville Horrors? Yeah, right. Now right, that's right. that's deep in the Long Island. But anyway, wow. okay. yeah, Valley Stream is around the edge. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, also, the neighbors tried to intimidate her with uh, repeated patterns of harassment, including smearing feces on her property and shooting oh, um, their yeah. pellet gun. Um, at her and her child. Come on now, you crazy? What? Yeah, crazy. <sighs> so she's found dead animals, human and dog feces, and um, trash on her property. Um, so the two people that have been harassing this black woman, they're white. They were charged with harassment and criminal mischief for allegedly shooting pellet guns in his um, backyard, often in the direction and across. McLegan's backyard between April 2017 and July 2020. That's a long time to be harassing somebody. Yeah. Please so put them on the kitchen list. Right. So it was um, uh, Mindy uh, Canarick, she's 53, who's white, was charged with criminal tampering for allegedly leaving what appeared to be feces on front of um, McLegan's home on the front porch. So her name is Mindy, and the other guy's name is John. So put them on the kissing list for doing harassing this um, neighbor for this long. That's insane. Right. So it goes on to say, police have previously only acknowledged an investigation was underway but would not confirm details on the incident. Authorities said in July there have been at least 45 calls to police between um, Malegan and the couple. So... I hate that. They, you know, the police is like, well, they haven't really physically done anything to you to harm you for them to do anything. That's what pisses me off. Oh, we but can't do anything. Stuff, it's just, it's, I mean, well, wait a minute. If they were shooting pellet guns at her and her child and putting feces on your on your property, isn't that still destruction of property or some kind of mischief? Or How is that not doing anything to you? No, I'm saying that's what the police is always saying. You know, you have to physically do something to that person before they do anything. You see, I mean, they they make these numerous calls and stuff, and police still haven't done anything. But now they're going to investigate now. So she had to put a plea out on social media. I saw her, um, it was a picture. She put a um, sign on her front door pleading to get some help. So apparently somebody saw that and put that on social media, and that's and it went, and went viral, and that's when this lawyer, civil rights lawyer, um, contacted her. So, Do they have any cameras out there or anything? 
no, they never mentioned anything about any cameras. Mm-mm. Yeah, I guess it's a ring. word against theirs. I guess that's what they, they get. a ring doorbell on. or ADT ring, ADT doorbell or a ring doorbell because that stuff is activated. You, all, all you got to do is go up that doorbell and just clap your hands, you know, like clap, 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 right. and that doorbell will go whoop. It'll kick in. <laughs> yeah. It'll kick in for real. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, for three years. So they wanted to do something. Yep, yep. All this stuff going on, this racist stuff, and these <laughs> these neighbors are doing this crazy stuff. They don't want none. They don't want the uh, NAACP to come down there and jack them up. Yeah, no. it sounds like they do. Yeah. But we'll continue I mean, to follow years. the story. I, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen to these um, neighbors. I mean, if nothing like happens I said, to me, I, I, I might crack up and leave. Like I said, Valley Stream is really not that deep into Long Island. It's not. It really isn't. You know, because Valley Stream, uh, Valley Stream, Long Island Railroad Station, is it, like, it's that's kind of the hub of people going. You know, you got Jamaica. You know, you're Jamaica, New York. Mm-hmm. Jamaica is like the the beginning of coming out of New York and really going up into the Long Island area. And the first stop after Jamaica is its major stop is, is Valley Stream. And Valley Stream is where you can pick up other trains to go other places. You can on one to go straight and go this way, one that goes to the right will go take you into the what they call the Babylon line. And the other one is the uh, Massapeka, Massapeka Park line, which goes deep into Long Island, all down in a place called uh, uh, Islip and Forest Hills and Oh, they ice hang up that way. I've know. been to Jamaica, New York. We yeah, went that's up there all on the edge. That's like, on the edge of cool. New York. That's not even Long Island's when you really get deep up there, like Babylon and uh, places like that. You know, where you really, uh, where you can see the stars in the sky. Because the deeper you go in Long Island, it, the, the prettier it gets when you look up into the sky. It's amazing. Anyway. All right, hit them and quit them. Uh, is that me on the next one? Or? Yes, that's you. I don't see that story. Uh, Some interns. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we need. Mm-hmm. To, That's Papa Didi. Go right ahead, get, Papa. We need to get an intern in here. He wants a personal secretary. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna happen. All right. I uh, Iowa uh, Teachers Union School District sues the governor over school reopening. Okay. Here's another deal with that. The uh, the union. A union representative of the uh, Iowa Public School Teachers and the Iowa City Community, community uh, School District announced it will sue Governor. Uh, it's going to sue her personally. It will sue uh, <laughs> Governor Kim Rollins, and she's a Republican, over the state's plan to reopen schools in the fall. Okay, school board members on Tuesday evening uh, voted uh, unanimously to join. The uh, Iowa State Education Association lawsuit, which is you know backed by the uh, the union, and said that it should be able to uh, create personal local uh, metrics and returning uh, due to the uh, person-to-person classes. They don't want that because they know that some of them kids aren't really safe and the parents aren't really wearing masks like they're supposed to, and all that jazz. So teachers are kind of looking out for themselves. You know, the board voted to uh, to uh, direct the. Uh, in term, they have a uh, acting superintendent right now named Mac Dillon to create his uh, alternate plan in the event that they win the lawsuit. 
So they're going for a lawsuit right now between the Ohio school district and the governor itself. And the Republicans are just trying to tell people, open up, open up, open up. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to, you know, I think that they're, you know, just to preempt this a little bit, anybody of a Republican nature is trying to, Trump is trying to put things so-called back to normal. I mean, that just shows that his mind is sick right there. The man did not realize that three and a half years have gone by already in his election. You know what I mean? Right. But he don't realize it's been tarnished with impeachment and all kind of jazz you've done. And then all your little cronies have been busted in the news and all that, you know, Stone and all these other people, Flynn, all this stuff that took the news away from you from being a good president. And you've been, all, most of your presidency has been damage control. And all you've been doing is trying to, you know, but now at the end, in the end of the game here, they're trying to put everything back to normal. And they're trying to, and, and the whole thing too with that, that post office situation. Woo, we're going to speak on that, too. That's, oh, God. That's, yeah, that's, blah, 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 blah. Woo, that's my people, too. Anyway, but uh, the district in Iowa is, uh, you know, they're all fighting to uh, they get this situation or That's another story we got to follow also, which leads into a long list of other states that are fighting against their their uh, communities or against their, uh, what do you call that, the uh, the management company of the state. What do you call that, the, uh, the one that... Uh, the one that runs the county, the county exec. Oh, the county exec. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're fighting with the governor and the, the superintendent of the schools. And it's just so many entities and so many different people believe in different things, you know, that it's heavy. Because all that stuff is in levels, you know. You got the you got the mayor, you got the county exec, you got the, uh, well, mostly in suburban towns, you got the county exec. They don't have that kind of stuff in the inner city. But you got your mayors and your, your county execs, your governors. Your superintendent of the schools, then you got the people that run the money, the comptroller. It's just so many different entities that, that got their two cents in. I mean, it's just a mess, man. The world's a mess right now. It really is a mess. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. So All we'll right. see what happens, you know, because it's going to get ugly. Yeah, September Pro, it just seems like every month going forward from now to the end of the year, it's going to be ugly. You know, schools in September. You know, October with the new fiscal year and new money coming in, Trump's going to be holding back people's money for new money that's going to be coming in. Then November with the holidays, November with the election, and then Christmas with the holidays and New Year's. And, woo, Lord, I hope there's a world by January 4th. You know? I'll just be glad for 2020 to get on out of here because 2020 yeah, well, has been a humdinger. Yeah, I feel sorry for the, the graduating class, though, because... Yeah. People that graduated in June, man, they, they left out of school around February or so, March, so they ain't really finished the year. Then they had to have a bogus graduation and all. That was just a mess. Anyway, we're going to get all script. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, the legal ruling averts the Uber and Lyft shutdown in California. And this was an interesting one. A California court ruled yesterday that Uber and Lyft are not required to immediately reclassify their drivers as employees rather than independent contractors. And this struggle has been going on for a while. The decision allows the ride-hailing services to keep operating in the state of California after they threaten to pull out completely. Only hours before the ruling, Lyft had announced that it would halt the service in California as of a minute to midnight on last night. They said this change would also necessitate an overhaul of the entire business model, 
and that it's not a switch. You can just flip overnight. And this law was supposed to have taken effect uh, January 1. So last week, a state judge ordered the companies to treat their drivers like full employees, as required under the law passed in California last year. But the transportation companies appealed the decision, arguing that the new law did not apply to them. So this struggle has been going back and forth. So the California court yesterday said that um, uh, both com- well both companies are now saying that they're going to keep their labor costs down by categorizing their drivers as contractors, who of course don't get the same benefits as an employee would. So as a contractor, you know they got to be responsible for their own taxes and expenses, and they don't get sick leave or vacation time and all that. But what they do get to do is work their own schedule. They don't have to punch anybody's clock. They don't have to work any particular number of hours. They don't have to work at all if they don't want to. You know, it's all their own choice. And that's what the the two companies are saying, that they would rather just keep it that way. So the California officials are saying that treating the drivers as contractors also has broader costs because if you're acting as a contractor, you're not contributing to the state's unemployment insurance. So there's, you know, there's two sides, of course, well, three sides to every coin if you count the edge, but the the, the courts and the state is saying you're not contributing to unemployment, but if you end up unemployed and out of a job, you'll probably be trying to file for unemployment based on previous jobs that you had, but right now you're not adding to the fund and see everybody who's an employee somewhere is contributing to the unemployment fund, you know, via FICA. So that's why it's been such a battle. And what I did know is that California represents a substantial chunk of both companies' businesses, accounting for about one-fifth of all lift rides pre-pandemic and about one-tenth of Uber, all just in California. I never knew that. Did y'all know that? Mm-hmm. Probably so, so cause that, both of them based on San Francisco. Oh, well, then that would explain it to a degree. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. yeah, so, I mean, they had people freaking out because when the word went out that if they can't come to a, an agreement and get this whole requirement put on hold, they're going to shut it down. And nobody that drives for Lyft and Uber in California would be able to drive past midnight as of last night. So people who depend on it for transportation and for employment were freaking out. They were like, well, what are we supposed to do now? But then, you know, at the last minute, they were able to avoid that and get this whole thing, I guess, extended or put on hold or something, but... They're going to have to resolve it one way or the other, you know, because like I said, I can see the point. You know, if you're not putting anything into the unemployment pot, you know, that's an issue. But by the same token, if you make all 50,000, 60,000 drivers for these companies' employer employees, now that's a, all that administrative stuff that has to be done. you got to pay all these people benefits and all of that that goes into it. That's going to be a whole different thing. 
And I think it would also add a requirement for how many hours you have to drive in order to probably qualify as a driver. You know, because they're not going to pay all those benefits mm-hmm. if you only drive five or six hours a week. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get sense. out there and do the hustle. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm off of that. Uh, back to you, <laughs> Kevin. What else you got? All right. Um, state files a joint lawsuit over ch- changes to post office operations. Here we go. Trump bullshit. Six states <sighs> in the District of Columbia sued the Postal Service and the Postmaster General on Friday, alleging that recent operational and policy changes were illegal and designed to undermine the agency's ability to operate um, effectively, you know, um, during this pandemic. Um, It was announced uh, as Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, I guess that's one of Trump's boys, testified before a Senate committee about the operation and integrity of the post office. Uh, he faced backlash over concerns that was cost-cutting measures were slowing the mail and could in, imperil the November election, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. DeJoy had announced on Tuesday that the Postal Service would suspend operational changes until after the election. Yeah, okay. Sure, sure. Um, the complaint says that as... Um, undelivered mail and packages have piled up. Dead animals and rotting food have been left inside mail processing plants. State pension checks in Delaware have been delayed, and medication deliveries in rural North Carolina have run two weeks late. Wow. In uh, wow. California, a 77-year-old woman with asthma complained of not receiving her inhaler for three weeks when it usually would have been delivered in three to five days. So, you know, you're messing up people's lives, you know. And that's this, unacceptable. Um, it is. So it was the latest in a series of lawsuits that have uh, included another one filed jointly by 14 states and others filed by the NAACP and the National Urban League. Yeah, this is a way to try to suppress the vote. That's that's what that's what your boy is doing. So he figured he start early. So mm. let's see what's gonna happen. Yep. Okay. So, yep. He didn't quit it. All right, back to you, Papa Didi. You got the last one. Me again. Yes, yeah. you again. You again. Hell's working me here. All right, New York nurses say that used N95 masks are being repacked in box to look new. You know, I knew that was coming eventually. You know, everybody's trying to get over in some way. The nurses uh, working at a uh, intensive care unit in New York hospital said they discovered that used N95 respiratory masks in a storage cabinet that had been made to look new and distributed to used by hospital officials. The ICU nurses uh, sent a video to News 12 on Sunday showing dozens of N95 masks which have been uh, protecting against COVID-19 hanging on a clothesline in a storage closet Mm-mm. at the Vaster Brothers Medical Center in Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie is a little town down in New York when you're heading toward Albany. Anyway, um, I guess that's the distribution for that. And they found masks hanging on a clothesline. So they've been washing them, hanging them up, oh, reselling them. How damn. That damn. horrible. These companies are off the chain. They really What's the name are. of that company? 
Uh, Vassar, Vassar Brothers Medical Center. Vassar, got it. Yeah, let's look at them. And that's in Poughkeepsie, New York, which is, they call it upstate New York. Anyway, uh, what's that? Yeah. That's my people. They up there. <laughs> oh, you got people up in Poughkeepsie? Poughkeepsie, yeah. Uh, yeah, you used to go Albany. up there on, on, on the, on the, uh, Summertime. Yep, there's some cousins. Yep. Mm-hmm. Metro, okay. Metro North will take you up there by way of Grand Central Station. Okay, stay focused. I'm just <laughs> trying to give you one. Just telling you where I used to roam before I settled down. Anyway, uh, the nurses said that the uh, hospitals was uh, the nurse said the hospital was recycling the masks and uh, boxing them up to make them appear new. Something hospital administrators denied. Also, those masks were there to be packed away and saved. The uh, VBMC president, uh, a guy named uh, Peter Kelly, told 12 News that uh, adding that the VBMS and other hospitals around the country have saved masks to be sanitized and reused only if there's another national shortage. But they didn't expect the people they're buying it from Mm -hmm. to be doing that. Exactly. So, you know. But as you said, they they found lipstick and stuff on some of them. Uh, you know, sometimes you can see if you look at the mask close, you can see. It's almost like when you're at a at a bar or somewhere, and you you hold it. That's why you always get a straw. You know, especially champagne glasses. They got dry lipstick on them and stuff like that. And even some glasses at a bar would have lipstick stains and all that jazz. So they're not really washing like they're supposed to. And so I recommend if you go out, always get a straw. Always drink the liquid inside the glass. Don't only put your glass, only put your lips on stuff that comes out of your own kitchen or either a paper cup or something, you know, that's disposable or comes out of a clean wrapper. Anyway, that's just me. But the nurses uh, speaking anonymously to News 12 for fear of uh, retribution. Uh, they they all said that they, they remain worried about their health and safety while they work in the ICU. And one nurse told News 12 uh, she received a mask that was marked as new, but it had makeup stains on it and things like that. They had, had uh, little s- small hairs on it from men's mustaches in there and the whole nine. So it's just That's so disgusting. On and on, on and on. Mm. So I don't know if they're trying to get stuff out or they're trying to make money or trying to be undercover. Uh, I mean, because, you know, human remains is hard to get rid of, you know. I mean, you got to – that's why I use uh, – Clorox bleach as opposed to off-brand bleach, you know, especially trying to get them doo-doo stains out of your drawers. You know, you really hey, you're going to stop doing free commercials for you, companies. You should use. They're not advertising with us, so we're not doing Clorox. How we use doing, Clorox, you know. Uh-uh. All right, Kettle, you ready for the cocktail of the week? Yeah, we need something to freshen up here. We got a, a nice cocktail tonight. <laughs> oh, it's called the Kiwi Envy. It's oh, a fruity okay. gin cocktail. Mm-hmm. So for all you gin drinkers, listen up, listen up. Two ounces of your favorite gin. Mine is uh, Bombay Sapphire, the blue top. Um, also, three-fourth ounces of elderflower liqueur. You can always find that. One kiwi peel, a half an ounce of fresh lime juice, a half an ounce of simple syrup, Um sparkling water, and one kiwi sliced for garnish. So we're going to add the kiwi fruit to a cocktail shaker and muddle. Add your gin of choice, elderflower liqueur, lime juice, and simple syrup. Top with ice and shake for about 10 seconds. 
something, right? Strain into a tall, tall cocktail glass filled with ice and topped with sparkling water and garnished with a kiwi slice. That's called the Kiwi Envy. It's a fruity gin cocktail. Enjoy. All right. I like it. I like it. Kiwi Envy. I don't think I've ever had a cocktail with kiwi. Yeah. Kiwi's a pretty good fruit. Yeah, yeah I like kiwi, but I never tried it in a cocktail. But I sure right. will now. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's go to Papa Didi and what's popping. Well, I'll tell you what, what's popping tonight? I, I just think that after uh, watching this Democratic uh, convention there, they really should uh, they should really beat the slop out of this guy. You know, hopefully, you know, having I, I commend Biden for for bringing in you know Kamala. You know, bringing in a, a a true sister that's strong, and I just can't wait for her to spank uh, Pence's ass when they come to the vice president mm. uh, debate. That's going to be cool as hell to watch. Also, you know, just to just to focus on one of the reasons why they should get rid of Trump. Now, there's six people already that have been either indicted, put in jail, pardoned, or would have them run these names. Let me keep it short tonight. But just remember these names in Trump's history. Over the last three years, people he put into business here. You have Michael Cohen. Now, Michael Cohen was called his fixer. Every time Trump, you know, got in trouble with somebody to sue him or whatever, Michael Cohen knew about everything. He knew about the tricks that, that, that Trump was laying with, you know what I mean? How many times he got his little weed whacked and whatever, you know, his whole nine. Cohen knew the whole deal. So Trump had to turn on him just to kind of keep his own faith, keep his own. Then you had uh, Paul Manafort. Pat Manafort used to be his former campaign chairman, the first one that was holding things down. He turned out to be a liar and a cheat, what have you. Then this other guy named Rick Gates, he was a deputy campaign the deputy uh, campaign manager. He was the chairman of all that. He ended up being crooked and crazy and doing all Then you have Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn had just took a, a huge amount of money from different uh, European nations for all kind of stuff that he was promising them from the United States, what have you. He ended up getting pardoned by Trump. He was guilty of sin. And then you had uh, old boy Roger Stone with the round glasses, who's like a complete idiot, wearing his little tight shirts, looked like a Jacques Cousteau mixed with uh, Sherlock Holmes, wearing all his little casual stuff with his snow white hair. Oh my God, this boy's a mess. You look at pictures of him when he was younger, he looked the same when he was younger, but he just got old looking crazy. And last but not least, Steve Bannon, who just got busted the other day for hanging out with his Chinese dude on a yacht, and they collecting $25 million for the Build a Wall campaign. So you got mm-hmm. six people that Trump that was Trump's right-hand people. These jokers either are pending trial, have been indicted, been pardoned. You know, what other person, Democratic, black, white woman, could get away with this? bringing all these crooked people into the White House and they all going out the back door just as fast as they came in the front door. Mm. So I'm trying to figure out what, why they need to beat the, oh my goodness, they need to beat the slop out of him in November and just send this man back to, to Atlantic City to run some, some, some casinos again. He need to rebuild the Taj Mahal and collect them nickels and quarter slots and them penny slots and get back to what you do best, run the casinos in Atlantic City. Because, boy, I just want to tell you, mm, it's been a mess. It's been a complete mess. 
three and a half years of madness, of the stuff he's gotten away with, and all this stuff going on now, you're talking about conspiracy theories. I don't believe none of this stuff when it comes to the way he's talking about these different places, Chicago and all that. I think he's got cronies going in these inner cities and, and doing the shooting and all this jazz and then blaming people. And then when there's different um, protests, I think that they're the ones burning down the buildings. Because they, they found, you know, Molly Cock cocktails. I ain't never seen people of uh, inner city status be throwing no Molly Cock cocktails or something. They just go ahead and bust the window. I mean, you, these are very unorthodox things. These are organized situations that are happening that just ain't, that aren't in common protesters' wheelhouses. That's just not what they do. All this fancy stuff, and then you had these undercover people in Portland that would just see, you know, arresting people out of nowhere. Then identify who they were. They just was draped in fatigues and, and long rifles and, and that Trump just sent down there as cronies, sent them to Chicago. I mean, what is going on? What is going on? I mean, it's just it's amazing. Nobody knows. But it all, November can change the whole story. You know, they can send them out on a helicopter like they did Richard Nixon throwing up peace signs. And so you got to, you know, got to do the same thing. Richard Nixon, when he got, you know, Resigned, well, he's about to get his ass impeached. He resigned just to save face, but last thing he did on that helicopter threw a peace signs like he deuces. was going yeah, deuces, <laughs> like he gonna make a great return. He was scandalous as hell. Anyway, that's all I got to say on that. Just uh, get out damn vote, for real. Ooh, that was good, Papa Didi. All right, Kenna, it's time to lighten it up. If you got any comments out there, you know, give us a call, 914-803-4306. If you already listened, just press 1 and get in the queue. Give us your comment, you know, talk about it. All right. All right. All well, right. We're going to lighten it up. I'm ready. I'm ready, ready, ready. Go to the weird news. All right. I got to tell you this crazy story. You got one out of Germany. We got a university in Germany is offering idleness grants to Germans. So, Kevin, you can't get in on it because this is only for Germans. But they're giving <laughs> idleness grants uh, to Germans that are willing to abstain from activity as part of a research for an exhibition on sustainability. So the University of Fine Arts in Hamburg said three people will receive the grant for doing nothing, and they're going to get $1,900 to to engage in a specific form of active inactivity. So they said that the applicants are free to choose their own form of idleness or whatever it is that they're not going to do. And the panel of school officials will choose the best three pitches. So you got to go and pitch to them, what is it that I want to not do to get this money? And I guess they'll observe you. So they're saying doing nothing is really easy, but... You know, if you say you're not going to move for a week, then that's what you have to do. You have to be still. If you say I'm not going to talk on the phone, then that's what you would do. So they're saying that the money would be issued when the chosen applicants submit their experience reports in mid-January. And the idea of this is to explore the relationship between how society encourages sustainability and how society places value on material success. I don't really see what that has to do with doing nothing, but but that's what they're saying. They're saying it's not a joke. 
it's an experiment, uh, an experiment with serious intentions. And they're saying basically they're trying to see how you can turn a structured society that's based on achievements and accomplishments on its head. I don't know. But they're going to pay people at $1,900, three people, $1,900 to be part of this. So who the heck knows? Find you some teenagers. (laughs) I don't know. Well, before we go to your story, Papa Didi, we have a caller. So I'm going to go to the lines, and then we'll come back. Okay, to Papa Didi's story. Uh, caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment. Oh, Go right ahead, me? caller. Yes, that's you. Okay, Go right um, ahead. Okay. I um, was looking over CNN on my phone, and I saw an article about how um, Resident Dump has labeled Kamala Harris as a nasty person. I'd like for you all to talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. But, you know, this is not the first time that he's referred to a woman as a nasty woman. I think he had referred to Hillary Clinton before as a nasty woman, and I can't remember who the other one was. But, yeah, this is just another one of his tactics because hes I, I think he's not a very intelligent person. He doesn't have a good grasp of the English language, so that's the, the term that he uses to classify nasty. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that Kamala shows him what a nasty woman can really do. And you know, I feel nasty. nasty. Show him some nasty. Yeah. Nasty is Gets booted up out of the White House. See how nasty that is. Amen. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you for your question. That's what I think about nasty. He really Don't needs call to him get nasty. Don't, even, Don't even call him Miss Jackson, huh? Nope. <laughs> nasty. That's right. Janet will tell you about nasty. I know. All right. Matt <laughs> Weird news story for tonight. Well, this weird news here is not really weird. It's pretty interesting. Uh, in Tokyo, they have these transparent toilets that they're putting in the parks now. And transparent means that you can look in it from the outside. When it's pretty, it's pre, the glass is kind of, um, it goes like, it lights up to allow you to see inside the bathroom. That way you can see whether anybody's in there and how clean it is at the same time. And then once you get in there, as soon as you lock the door and cut the light on inside, it, it builds a, a, a light fixture that kind of shelters you from being seen from the outside. So it's transparent from the outside, but it's... Uh, but when you go in, when like you go magic, inside, it's Like magic, it, it, the walls just kind of turn to... Oh. The light, when you cut the light on, it kind of puts... In the, the person who built this is a world-renowned uh, architecture who really... Uh, done this thing, so it's uh, very interesting. So I wouldn't really call this a weird news. It's very innovative news. Would you and, trust uh, it? Yeah, trust it for what? You mean the, For privacy. Would you trust that if I go in here and when I turn that light on, nobody will be able to see hey, me? Hey, look, when I got to outside. let me tell you, when nature calls, I don't give a damn. That's just going to be a two-minute... I mean, I piss well, as soon as you wall, close it, it's supposed to go, it's supposed to go frosted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as you close yeah. the door, it's supposed to be frosted. My question is, would you trust it, though? Trust it. Uh, so you trust that that frost is going to 
at the front. Nope, nope, nope. I'm I'm a little bit of an exhibitionist, so it don't matter to me. I'm I'm posing until closing, so you know it don't matter to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've I've gotten okay. mad at a building that I've gotten mad at a building that they wouldn't let me use the bathroom. I go around the back and piss on the back of the wall. So what does it matter? You know. Okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah, this is very oh, interesting yeah. though. This looks like it's a very innovative, uh, innovative thing. Yeah, it does sound innovative, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I still kind of want okay. to know why. But okay. Moving on. Um, I got, I got the last one here. It's a drive-through haunted house offers offers socially distant scares. Okay, it's a living nightmare. This is in Tokyo. Okay, so it's a living nightmare, but a socially distant one. Zombies attack vehicles, smearing them with artificial blood, but the customers inside the cars are safely separated from their stalkers by the windows. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, they roughly, uh, it's a production company, Kowalski, uh, roughly translated as Scare Squad, has launched a drive through haunted house in Tokyo in response to the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> he goes on to say, we have started this drive-in because we cannot get close to the customers um, at a traditional haunted house because of the virus. Um, but the distance uh, between customers and cash has actually gotten shorter um, since there's only a window between them. Unlike a traditional haunted house where guests can, you know, flee if frightened, customers are confined to their cars and cannot escape the horrors during the 13-minute performance. With no actual contact between the audience and the performance, the risk of transmitting the virus is virtually eliminated. Okay. <laughs> Once the horror is over, instead of eating brains, these helpful zombies actually clean the blood off the cars they attacked just minutes earlier. All righty. <laughs> they clean the stuff off. Okay. Okay. Yep. And that's 13 minutes? You said that this whole thing is 13 minutes? 13 minutes of horror. But they can't get into the car, so that's the social distancing technique. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would still pass on that. I, I don't do yeah. zombies and all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. I think for me that 13 minutes would feel like an hour of having these people moaning and groaning and throwing fake blood on my car. I think I'd be not happy. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've seen. That's why they clean it off at the end. So, you know, who knows? Maybe you go through a car wash or something at the end. Who the hell knows? (laughs) Uh, Okay. uh, I don't know. Papa uh, Didi, would you ride through there? Yeah, I mean, I'll check it out. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so, uh, you want to take a break or you want to? No, let's keep it rolling. I'm ready. All right, we're going to come up with uh, the red wine, what I'm just saying. Uh, go ahead, you're on. Okay. I'm just saying, be uh-uh. careful how you choose. That's my topic tonight. Be careful how you choose. Now, of course, everybody knows the presidential election is just a little over 70 days away. And I just want everybody to exercise their civic rights and duties and get out and vote. Even though there's a lot of smoke screens being thrown to muddle the situation, it's more important than ever that everybody's voice is heard and every vote is counted. But I'm just saying, be careful how you choose. Now, I know a woman who voted for a candidate the last time around simply because this candidate said, 
he was anti-abortion. She's anti-abortion, so she voted for him. Now, she totally disregarded all the other things that this candidate said and did. We cannot afford to be that single-minded on any one topic. We got to look beyond the campaign promises and see these candidates for who they really are. Talk is cheap. You know, that's why everybody does it so freely. But don't allow yourself to get backed into a corner based on a platform promise. I'm just saying, you've got to be careful how you choose. Don't just go based on, well, this person said that they're pro-life, so I'm going with him. Disregard everything else they say. Or they say, I'm for immigration policy, so I'm going to go with them. Don't just ignore everything. you got to look at the whole picture. Now, the last time people fell for the okey-doke, look what we got. We got an inexperienced, narcissistic, egomaniac who is so totally self-unaware that it makes my head spin. But this is the result of people getting caught up in the hype. They all thought it would be fun. It would be a fun ride to have somebody who has no filter and says whatever comes to mind. They thought that was going to be fun. Now these people are yelling, let me off of this ride. We are the people that hold the future. And it is, it, it's, here's the thing. If you're not comfortable voting by mail, thanks to the scheme that's been played out to discredit our confidence in the U.S. Postal Service, we're going to have to soldier it out, stand in the long line, protect yourself, wear your mask, wear your face shield, do whatever you got to do. But it's that critical and it's that important. Bring a folding chair if you have to, but we have got to get out and vote. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm just telling you that this country is at a critical point, and we collectively need to decide if we want to leave it in the hands of that bully that currently resides in the people's house, or do we take a chance and do something different? I'm just saying, be careful how you choose. But I can tell you this. You cannot and should not run the country via social media. That's one thing I do know. Be a grown-up and handle the situations face-to-face or at a minimum, make a phone call and handle your business. I don't know about you, but I know I've had enough of waking up every day to hear new foolishness. I feel like I'm on one of those, uh, you remember those carnival fun houses where the building and the walls are shifting And you get all banged up and bruised up trying to get out. I want to get out. This is Red Wine and I'm just saying, be careful how you choose. Because we will be stuck with the choice we make for the next four years. And that ain't no joke. All right. That was a good one, Red Wine. (sighs) We got to do what we got to do. Mm. Ray Charles said, make it do what it do, baby. Yeah. All right. <laughs> make it do what it do. All right. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you who to vote for, for real. Uh-uh. You know. See, I tried Not to him. be politically correct. Not him. Not him. <laughs> but, you know, but let me, I'm going into the segment of Living for the City. And we're going we're gonna to just roll right in here and keep the same theme going on now. 
Now, let me give my point of view on this for real, for real, okay? Like I mentioned before, I mentioned six guys, and I'll say their names again. It was Michael Cohen, who's now in jail for lying to the, to, to, the, to the government for whatever he did. You got Paul Manafort. You got Richard Gates. You got Michael Flynn. You got Roger Stone. And you got Steve Bannon. Six crooked asses that have been following Trump since the beginning. And now all of them is either indicted, they done been um he then gave him a pass as far as pardoning him and all kind of stuff. But these are crooked people that came in with him. But now now you're messing on something that's really interesting. First of all, Trump puts his two cents in everything that goes down. When he took a knee for the NFL, Kaepernick was merely talking about the different abuse that the that the police is doing, the unjust and everything. He gonna turn to the fact that is that you're being non American and all that jazz and that you're not this, you're not that. Always flipping the script changing the narrative, making his base, making, and his base is getting thinner and thinner every day. You know, his base is turning into a bunch of little poor white trashes up there that they, they don't have nothing in common with his rich ass, but he makes sure he keeps pumping them with all his knowledge and all his flavors to keep them inflated like a damn helium balloon so they can keep rising for him. Now, one thing he's messing with right now, which is really crazy, is the post office, okay? Now, I'm an ex military guy, Navy in particular, that been out to sea, that been in Europe. In fact, in my in the Navy my job was postal clerk. So the post office is my wheelhouse. Okay, that was my spot. That's where I worked at, that's what I did, that's my knowledge, that's my background. You messing with an entity that serves everybody everywhere. You got military guys, people send people still write letters when you're at sea. People write letters when you're incarcerated. You know, this is not just about your ballots that you're so worried about that you're going to go in and muff up the whole post office system because you're worried about some damn ballots uh, getting out that may have Biden's name on them. So you're going to just flip the script. You're going to bring some donor in who, who who says what kind of experience he has as a damn postmaster general any damn way. Did we vet his ass? Did we even look at his fucking resume to see where he came from? Who knows what he did, who he is, where he came from, whatever. He done took away the sorting machines. He done got rid of all the, te- the temporary help. And here's the kicker of it all. Have you heard your boy from um, Amazon speak on the situation? No, he's staying quiet. But any package you get from Amazon is real small. The post office usually takes that. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't come by way of their drop-off point. They let they let the post office contract little small stuff out that it fit in your mailbox or the postcard, and it works together. But I haven't heard from uh, what's the guy's name that runs Amazon? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. I haven't heard Jeff Bezos say anything about this whole situation with the post office messing up his stuff. But his stuff's getting delayed too, which go to show you the people that's in bed with each other. You know, the billionaires ain't gonna rile the billionaires because they don't know what to say or how to handle it or the repercussions of ratting on another billionaire. You know. And all this stuff that's going on with, with everything, but getting back to the mail situation, you have SPOs for the for the Navy, you have APOs for the Army, you have letters that are going out to sailors that are off in Afghanistan, that are way out in in, in uh, Beijing, all over all over the place, Akusa, uh, Japan, a place that I was stationed in temporary for a while, Akusa, Japan, where they had a little small post office where I went temporarily. People are getting mail everywhere. And then what about the neighborhoods? I saw them putting mailboxes on the back of a truck, wheeling those out. I mean, damn, are you that desperate? What about the senior citizens that write, still write checks out and put a little stamp in the corner of the envelope and they get their little exercise of the day, walk into the mailbox to drop their little letters in the mailbox. They got the gas bill, the electric bill, 
the mm-hmm. water bill, and they walk into the post office. I've been doing it for years. And because your ass is so damn paranoid you're going to lose an election, you're going to just fuck up the whole world procedure to, to be convenient to you. Now, this is the selfishness that I want people to look at. It ain't about the person. It's about your actions. Your shit stinks out loud, my brother. If this was a friend, you would drop him like a hot potato. It's not so much the political aspect, but why aren't you worrying about things that are major? You know, when I went to school, there was major powers out there. There was Japan. I mean, there was not Japan. There was there was China, Russia, and America. They were the ones that held the, the mighty nuclear weapon that could destroy each other. Hell, he's in bed with Russia, licking Putin's ass every day. Now, you behind enemy lines with Putin. What did Putin decide he want to take us over? Would he have a problem? No, because he already got probably naked pictures of, of, of Trump in, in, in pantyhose or whatever. They got Trump all, all up against the wall and stuff. So you all in bed with Putin. You got the post office all flipped out. You done destroyed the NFL by hijacking that situation with Kaepernick. You get your business in every little thing that goes on. Anything that's a small, minute situation that comes on the news, Trump is tweeting about it. Damn. You got to pay attention to every little damn thing that goes on in the world. Won't you pay attention to more major shit that's going to protect our ass? You are the, the commander-in-chief that controls the military. Won't you watch the big store instead of watching a mom-and-papa joint? Mm-hmm. You know, all I'm saying is that this man is, is – you don't call people stuff. You don't talk about handicapped people. You don't mock people. You don't do all kind of stuff. Do y'all want a crazy joker like that to keep on running this country? And I ain't got to say his name. Let's just go on his actions. Like Martin Luther King said a long time ago, you know, not the, the color of my skin, but the contents of my character. This man ain't got no character. He ain't got nothing. Monkey see, monkey do, hide about a bunch of criminals. Not to mention his, his uh, son-in-law that's married to his his daughter. He's a big crooked dude. He's got all kind of buildings and Slum lured and all kind. Of, I, like I can go on and on and on, but time won't even permit it. Use your best judgment, you know. Just use your best. And, and we talking about this early. This is mid-August going into September. Time is flying. You know what I mean? It ain't about nobody uh, giving you, telling you what to do or how to do it. But just look at what the last four years have brung. Impeachment stuff backed up. You know, you, he destroyed the whole pandemic thing. You got the place where the pandemic first came from. They already celebrating because they're free from it. America, we still in the middle of it. We still tripping off of it because the president then then mopped it up, muffed it all up. So, like I said, take heed to it. Take heed to it. Be smart. Be smart. They need to slaughter that guy. He needs to lose by a landslide. Anyway, that's all I got to say on that. Be on that one. All right, that was a good one. Ooh, Papa coming hard. Both barrels. Mike, boom, You know, you need to look at the reality of what's happening, you know. Stop looking at the politics and all the muffin going on. And, uh, you know, Pence was on the other day on, on CBS getting interviewed. Yeah, he that was, was a mess. Ooh, he was Hot a mess. Wind up they asked him a direct question, and he just danced like Fred Astaire. I was like, Lord have mercy. And not even in rhythm. <laughs> Let's go to the phone and then, Kettle, we're coming okay. back to you, right, for the uh, Hollywood wrap-up after that. Okay. We'll see. take a break after that. Okay, well, we'll go to the phone lines first. Caller, okay. welcome to the Pajama Party Show. You're live on the air. Go right ahead with your comment. 
Thank you. I have a two-part statement. One that Papa Didi was talking about with the post office issue. Um, that that forget his name. He wasn't vetted. He was he was just selected by Trump by the White House to go in, and we know what that was all about. We know that was about to hinder and or the uh, election. So he was in. Right. He was at Congress today. He got. Um, he had a. Um, they had a, a what you call it with Congress today, and he was not. He, right. They they asked him all kind of questions, and they he would not tell them that he would stop everything from happening. He was like, he never said I would not do anything. I, this is a this is a plan, and we all know them. We know it's a right. plan, you know, mm-hmm. to obstruct the um, election. And the sure. second part with Dumbo 45, he, everything that he touched turns to shit. Excuse my language. Okay. Yes, that's exactly was, right. Like like Papa Didi said, all his cronies had gone to prison or jail or whatever the case may be. He's in it. He's in it. Mm-hmm. Up to his neck. Now he plays like he got amnesia. He doesn't know anything. But his son mm-hmm. and a lot of his friends had taken photos with, with the person that was doing that um saved uh, build the wall. Yeah. They all in pictures mm-hmm. together. They all in yeah. and then his guy, he's a, I think the guy that that is actually the head of this thing, he's a navy a navy um um a former navy um um, um officer. Yes. It's sad. Yeah. yeah, it's really sad. So like mm-hmm. like um Red Wine said, I'ma put it to you straight. Get your black asses out there and vote. Stop the <laughs> plane. All right. There you go. That's all I gotta uh-huh. say. <laughs> You're right. Oh, we're all right. Be, Thank you, Cole. We're gonna be back. We're gonna be back in South Carolina, not Kikalaki picking cotton. Yeah. Yeah, you're he right. Get, he can four more years in there. It's gonna be rough. I'm yeah. It's gonna be rough. Yeah. If we don't yeah. do what we gotta do to get him out, the next four years are gonna be off the chain. They're gonna be rough because that that present job mm-hmm. is a very powerful position. You pull the yeah. string mm-hmm. and they can't mess with him because you know he's walking around with a nuclear codes in a in a briefcase. You know, not for us more. Yeah. He's got the power, and and you gotta stop it. But right now he is so confused, you know. I just wish I, I I'm just so sad that that people like Marvin Gaye and and um, Gil Scott Harum aren't around to sing about it or write songs about it. You know, the way Gil Scott Harum sung about you know Watergate blues and the way Marvin Gaye sang about what's going on. Those two God rest both their souls. They used to put it out there strong. Gil Scott Harum and Marvin Gaye. God bless their spirit because they would have been on point right now. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. All right, Carla, your comment. Yeah, thanks for the call. Yeah, thank I you. I agree. We have got to get out there and vote. If you're not registered, please do so. If it's not too late, I don't know if it is, but if it isn't, please do so. So we're gonna take a quick break, Kettle, and then we're coming back with the Hollywood wrap up. Sounds good. All right. Okay, let's do that, and we're coming right back after the break. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio. 
produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com. Click the banner and you can join us online or call us right now at 914-803-4306. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the Pajama Party. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the Pajama Party. That better not be my robe. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa D. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Woo, right. it's time for kettle in the Hollywood wrap-up. Yeah, what's going on in Hollywood? I don't get my introduction, Papa. Yeah, that was weird, but okay, we'll move oh. on. Hollywood. Okay, you put the weird news on me. What's up? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was for Papa Dini. You're clicking the wrong button. going to blame it on me. Uh, yep. Uh, Your fault. Red wine, oh, I tell all right. you. What. I got, I got two top stories for you today. Um, Lori Laughlin and her husband. Um, mm. She has a. She tearfully admits she made quote unquote awful decisions, um, and she is sentenced to two months in prison. And her husband is sentenced to five months in prison. Uh. Also, they have to pay five hundred thousand dollar fine, and uh, I'm sorry, two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine, two hundred fifty hours of community service, and um, that's it. That's going to be into that. She goes on to say, um, Laughlin uh, taking pause as she spoke to fight back emotions, ended by saying she believes in redemption and will do everything in her power to redeem myself and to give back um, the rest of my life. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, of course, yeah, they'll probably end up bouncing back and write a movie and some more stuff. But uh, like I said, we'll, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Okay. Um mm. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, they're selling their seven-bedroom Beverly Hills mansion. Uh, it was previously owned by Rihanna, but uh, they bought it back in 2015, and they want to sell it for $24 million. They bought it at um, $14 million in 2015 by Rihanna. So since Chrissy Teigen is preg- pregnant again, the 8,500-square-foot house has to be sold. Um, they got a, a, Hi, it's not big enough? No, they have three children. It's a Florida oh you know, Wait a minute. They got a Do you know how room, big? They got a parlor, entry, 33-foot ceiling, a heated salt water pool, and jacuzzi. Hey, once I go for it, 24 million. And that's not enough? That's not enough room? That's not right, enough well, room. I got they got a third edition. I got eight brothers and sisters. We ain't have half of that space. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Well, wait a minute. Enough. You said, but you said this, this thing is, is 8,500 8, square feet. 8,500. Yep. Yep. Got a jacuzzi, Damn. saltwater pool, um, got a media room, and so on and so on. Hey. Yep. That's That's really not enough. So, so what they going to do? Go buy an island? Mm-hmm. Maybe. You need they an need island to raise space. three children? Lord, have there you go. Okay. 
Um, okay. Unfortunately, uh, Trey Songz, uh denies allegations of sexual misconduct and uh, intimidation. Believe, he says, believe what you want to believe. He has denied recent sexual misconduct allegations against him. Hmm. I haven't heard from him in a while. Um, mm-hmm. So some girl, Eliza, she said that uh, he, ur- she, he urinated on her without her permission. And what? Um, she then continued Damn. on to say that uh, Song already got mad at me for talking about him, but she said, I don't give a F. So maybe it was just a mm. brief encounter with somebody he just met. I'm not sure, but she claimed that, that he sexually hurt. assaulted her, so we're going to see what's mm. going to happen with that story. Oh, the cookie yep. in the world. Lord have mercy. He said, Lord believe what you want to believe, he said, but... Uh, he put out a tweet. He said, "I used." He said, "I usually stay quiet on this, but I feel that in many ways, the movement to fight for the women who actually have suffered harassment and abuse on various levels has been hijacked by those who find it convenient for themselves to come up as they seek to destroy someone's life." End quote. All right, that was Trey Song. That's what he said. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Can't believe everything people put out there. I, I agree with him on that. Um, the true. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is uh, getting a re- reboot. Um, the new show will be based on Morgan Cooper's viral reimagining of the series in a partnership with Will Smith's Overbrook Entertainment. So in March 2019, this filmmaker um, and fan of the original show, he created a gritty trailer for um, Bel-Air, dramatic series following an update version of Will's um, iconic character. Um, the clip became a viral sensation shortly after this release, um, thanks to its um, believable cast and stunning cinematography. I saw the trailer. And that trailer was, was good. I saw it. It was. The guy Cooper will um, co-write the script, direct, and co-executive produce Bel Air. Um, Chris Collins, who worked on The Wire, Crash, and Sons of Anarchy, will be the showrunner. Uh, some of the producers behind the Fresh Air Bel Air include Will Smith, Quincy Jones, and many more. Um, the series is expected to include links to the original show's material while offering a deeper look into the experience of being yanked out of uh, your environment and placed into a different community. So that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah well, the, real life, the real life of Bel-Air, yeah. I'm here for it. it. Uh, yeah, I think it was our original um, concept. The concept was great. And also, yeah. um, last last but not least, Jill Scott to bring Mahalia Jackson's story to the life in a biopic. Um, the producers are Jamie Foxx and Queen Latifah, a part of the team wow. producing the mm-hmm. important film. So um, wow. the news broke that Scott hey, will Jimmy. also bring uh, Jackson's story to the big screen of Mahalia, a new biopic executive produced by Jamie Foxx and Queen Latifah and her partner, uh, Shaquem Kampir along with um, the Clark sisters' executive producer, Holly Carter. So um, that should be interesting to check out. Yeah, that's a good story. Yeah. She was a firecracker, I heard. And that one on the Clark sisters was really good. No, I mean, but Mahalia Jackson, yeah. as opposed to being a singer, she was really, she was heavy into the civil mm-hmm. rights. They had to calm her down. That's how deep she was. Oh, anyway. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I see. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It says her, her, her story being brought to the mainstream People will finally gain a deeper understanding of Jackson's iconic status and her role in the civil rights movement. What you just said, Papa. Yep. Okay. 
Because I think she, yeah, she, was she the, um, I think she was the person instrumental in, in um, telling Martin Luther King to to read his speech. I have a dream, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she was. She was um, strong. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was the one yeah. that kept saying, mm-hmm. "Tell them about the dream, Martin." Mm-hmm. That was her. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we're gonna be checking those out. That's my Hollywood wrap up. Okay. And just as FYI, on what you were saying with Will Smith. That uh that mm-hmm. Overbrook production that's uh that's a high school in Philadelphia. My mother went to that high school back when it was first built, and Will Smith went to that high school as well, Overbrook High School. Oh okay. Oh, okay. That's where Overbrook came from. His production. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, that's the high. That's his high school. All, All right. right. That was a good one, Kim. That was very important. All right. All Thank right, you. Papa Didi. Tell everybody, what is the world famous Kiss It list? All right, the Kiss It list is the list we put together of uh, everybody who showed their butt hiney over the past uh, couple weeks or whatever. And uh, we got six, I'm going to throw out six names right away that's going on the Kiss list. And, and we have a song for them at the end of the uh, assignment of the Kiss It list in their honor. We're going to put down there Michael Cohen, Paul Manafort, Rick Gates, Michael Flynn, Roger Stone, and Steve Bannon. Absolutely. And we could throw the vice president. What's the vice president's name? Pence. Pence put Mike his Pence. ass because he was he was dancing like Fred Astaire on that on that review. Yeah. They asked some questions <laughs> about the post office thing, and he started dancing like a. Oh my goodness! Don't forget forty five. Yeah, and forty five. You're the ringleader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's running all that crap. And I'm adding Julia Louise Dreyfus for uh, that horrible job. Why they have her? Why they have her on it? <laughs> I think she was uh, on. A, she was Republican convention. A few years ago. So what is she flipping the script or what you know, what's up with that? I don't yeah, know. Anyway. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. also Lewis the the Joy, the US postmaster. He's full of crap. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. And your and boy uh, from Amazon. Oh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos and not speaking on he's not speaking on this whole post office thing and half his business goes through the post office when the packages are too small. To be delivered by his people, he turns it over contracting to the post office. And why hasn't he said anything with all this? Because it's messed up his business. Unless he's making too much money, he ain't got to speak on it. But anyway, well, there you go. You answered that question. Also, the yeah. two neighbors that harassing um, that one neighbor in in uh, Long Island. Yeah, Mindy and John. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we got Vassar Vassar Brothers Medical Center for reusing those uh, yeah, N95 masks and yeah, repackaging they, them and trying to sell them again like again, they were new. They had lipstick on them and makeup and 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 uh, yeah, pu- that's some crap huh? right there. Pubic hairs and whatever. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Lori Lofton and her husband mm-hmm. for ducking oh, their Lord. their. Ducking their penalty for so long. Well, with Lori Lawson's right. situation, you gotta have a you have a you gotta have a daughter that's intelligent enough to go along with the scheme. You know, she was just a little bumbling little little idiot in yeah. my opinion. She fucked up the whole move. Yeah. <laughs> he did that's, everything but say it wasn't me, it was them. <laughs> yeah. That's why they got buzzed because she was like, I don't even want to go to college. I don't know how to play. What was she say? Wanna, I don't row. Or she said, I don't even, oh, even want to go to college. I just want to play on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she got busted. The daughter was an idiot. Ooh, anyway. Oh, yeah, she's pretty. Anyway. Um, I think that's everybody for this week. Yeah, red wine, a kettle. Put them uh-uh, in don't even try. Anyway. All right, we have a gift for everybody, an award for everybody on this week's Kiss and List. And here it is. Kiss my in
my ass. You can just All right, that's this week's kiss and lists, and may they all uh, bash into the crap that they uh, created. <laughs> Back with the pajama party, I'm uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Hit wine. Bonsoir, bonsoir, my darling. All right. It's time for the last word. Uh, Papa Didi, what's your last word? My, my last word is to definitely take heed to what I said and all the reasons why I said it. I'm not just talking political here. I'm talking about getting that idiot idiot up, up out of here before we get destroyed. You remember, Russia is a is a superpower enemy of ours. They're not anybody to be toying with. I saw on the news where they were poisoning different people that that denounced uh, Putin. People they they, they gave one guy some tea on the plane. He was hacking and I mean I think he's living, but he's all in a coma and everything else. And then they killed different people. You say something about Putin, boy, they're gonna. Man, they're going to, you know what I mean? And now the so, doctors are saying, well, it wasn't poison. And I'm like, okay, Yeah, because the whatever. doctor doesn't want to Yeah, y'all all work for Putin. But anyway, yeah, say? but all I'm saying is that you're in bed with the wrong people. And now you're desperate with the post. You're desperate. He is so desperate right now. Don't let him, don't fall for the okey-doke. This man around is running scared because he can't believe four years went by so goddamn fast. He's freaked out mm-hmm. saying, oh, damn, we're not even ready. I mean, Melania just, what's, what's his wife's name? She just decided to stay at the White House. Remember, she was still fucking around. <laughs> Amtrak catching the yeah. damn train going down there to stay in New York. I don't think ever really moved She's in. She's like, I ain't, I'm, shit, I ain't leaving this damn, you know, anyway, but. uh. She said New York is why I'd rather stay. But anyway, he's caught between mm-hmm. Florida and New York. New York then put a Black Lives Matter in front of his building, and he's run down to New York with the senior citizens. He, he don't want to be in. I mean, he's between a rock and a hard place right now, and it's just a mess. But I have no sympathy for his ass. So all I'm saying is uh, make good choices, you know, and uh, be safe, everybody. Wear your mask and stay still, see distance. And if you don't like somebody, pull your mask up under your nose. That's what I do nowadays. I see a motherfucker come out like I just pull my mask up. Hey, my man. And whip it up. Anyway. <laughs> what you got? What's your last word, Red Wine? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, boy. My last word is choose carefully. You know, like I said before, don't choose who you're going to vote for based on one thing. You need to look at the whole picture. You know, that's all I'm saying. When you buy a loaf of bread, you don't buy a loaf of bread just to take one slice out and throw away the rest. You buy the whole loaf. So when you make your decision to vote, you're buying the whole loaf. So consider that. Don't just look at that one slice in the front and don't pay attention to the rest. So... Just be be choosy, you know. Be choosy, but be careful, and get out and vote. It's important. All right. The soul of the nation depends on us. Don't let it down. All right. What's your last word, Kettle? Um, that's a good segue to my last word. I just wanted to talk to the young folks. Y'all need to get out there and vote. 
Um, this your first time voting? Go ask somebody that's older and can can school you on how to vote. But these older people need to educate the young folks why they should vote and the things that we've gone through for them to vote. So if you 18, 19 years old, I got one 19, he may not understand what the importance is to vote. It is very important. And I, and I need to school. I need to do my, my part. And everybody else that has uh, teenagers, they need to do their part too. Um, do your research. Um, re- you know, research your candidates that you're interested in. Um, not what, you know, people are just saying, everybody is saying, just do your own research. And um, vote, vote, vote. And one last note, I want to say rest in peace. Um, I laid my brother to rest um, last weekend. That's why we weren't here live. Um, so rest in peace. And, um, yep, just rest in peace, my brother. All right. My last yeah, that note. Service is real beautiful. that service is real beautiful. They enlightened well, me and I had a wonderful time uh, being a part of that. Yes, definitely. Well, Rest in peace, my brother. We miss you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if all hearts and minds are clear, we're going to dismiss. Oh, I'm Carrie, say dismiss the church. We're going to dismiss it. Say, <laughs> say good night to everybody. Uh, thanks to everybody that hung out with us tonight and called in or listened. We appreciate your participation. Just make sure you participate in November. Get out and vote. Right. Please don't feel like your vote won't matter. It does matter. So We're here every Friday night at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock is the scheduled time. Uh, Shout out to late. our parent company that sponsors us, keeps us on the air, D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. Thank you, D.C. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, and you may hear stuff from us. You may not hear on any other wave uh wavelength out there so tune in because we're always searching for the, the meat of the stuff and this is uncensored whatever we say here stays here you know and we're all under aliases so we say we want to say you know we so. give it to you straight no chasing that's right, right. <laughs> we ain't never scared no rules come in butt naked we don't care no DJs rules only no rules <laughs> all right well uh-huh. we're gonna get on out of here and right. uh we'll do it again next friday night be here we'll be here y'all join us Say good night, Papa. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Cattle. Good night. And this is Red Wine saying bonsoir. Arrivederci. See you next time. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arrivederci, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Thank you.